Good afternoon, the back community. Uh, thank you, as always, for staying involved. Thank you for staying engaged. Uh, today, uh, I have, as you can see in the back of her, I have the boss of all bosses. Uh, and, you know, I do not I do not say that lightly because Lorraine is a woman of many talents, as we're going to go over in today's interview. Uh, everything from photography to, to film uh, to authoring. I'm definitely going to uh, pick your brain about that as I just uh, uh, got into that new space uh, as well. But um, first things first, uh, the back community, our guest today is Miss Lorraine Tall. Uh, and I can't wait to dive into your story. Thank you for being on the back community, Lorraine. Thank you for having me. Hi, everyone. <laughs> yep. yep. And let me see. Uh, 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 just for a quick, a, a quick reference, I actually met Lorraine while she was dressed up as Wonder Woman um, at the event that the Red Bookshelf put together every Sunday down at the MVP Arena. Uh, I automatically or right away, I knew that she was a special talent. Um, and I was just like, listen, we need to connect and, you know, uh, this, our schedules aligned to get you on. So thank you for being flexible enough. And I really can't wait to tell your story on here. Yes. Thank you. All right. All right. Well, uh, without further ado, I'm going to hit you with your first official question. Ooh. Lorraine, I've gotten a chance to know you a little bit, but I want to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself to the back community. So my yes. first question is. Uh, Lorraine, what kind of work do you do and what kind of passion projects are you working on? Here's yeah. your opportunity to tell the back community more about yourself. All right. Well, I am a creative <laughs> first and foremost. Anything creative I can do. Um, people often ask me, Lorraine, what can't you do? And it's definitely lawn care is what I say. It's easier to say what I can't do um, than what I can. Uh, I mean, I dabble in writing, painting, photography, baking, uh, modeling, anything creative, I've pretty much done it. So I consider myself an artist and a creative first and foremost. Okay. Okay. All right. And, and I would have to agree because when I seen the list of everything that you have done and what you have uh, accomplished, everything from being an international photographer mm -hmm. to producing and putting out your own film after your first book. So, yeah. um, I have several things I want to dive into with you, but I'm, I'm actually going to I'm I'm going to I'm going to hit you early with one of the questions that I typically hit later uh, okay. uh, in the uh, in the interview. And the reason why is because I know when I was uh, doing my best to, to review you, uh, I know you're a mom. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you said that uh, 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 your children are the most uh, are what you're most proud of. Yeah. So um, that's my first question. I'm actually gonna uh, uh, start off today's uh, uh, officially with uh -huh. is uh, Lorraine. Yes. What about your life's path mm -hmm. are you most proud of? Uh, so my kids, like I have two amazing kids that I'm super proud of and they've turned out amazing. My daughter is just the most beautiful and like an intelligent woman. And I'm just so proud that I was able, you know, to help that little part of her journey. Uh, and then my son, he's 10, so he's full of energy and, you know, he, he learns from me and it's, it's a, it's an exciting journey. My kids were 16 years apart. So I'm able to like, you know, guide them individually. It's almost like I'm raising them, you know, as only children. So nice. great. Nice. I, I, and I, I had to start yours there because it, it stood out to me. And, you know, I typically ask that later, but because mm -hmm. I somewhat knew what your answer might be, 
I wanted to, uh, uh, to, to start us off with there. So highlight uh, you and your children and uh, you being a mom. But outside of that, I'm going to uh, channel back into all of these other hats that you wear to be a yes. boss. Um, and I'm going to start off with authorship, actually, because uh, when I met you at the event, I want to say uh, you are, you're an author three times. Oh, right? you got three books already. Three. I have them right here, too, because I, I had a feeling. I So, guys, I have no idea what questions he's going to ask, but <laughs> I got my three books. So, yeah, three books um, that I've written over the years. Nice. Okay. Well, 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 listen, uh, well, actually, uh, I really want to find out uh, uh, if you could give me the title of the books, because one, I want all of the viewers to mm -hmm. uh, uh, to go out and to look and to look at the, uh, the books uh, themselves as well. But mm -hmm. uh, um, what what made you want to be an author? Did you always knew you wanted to be a writer? I didn't know I wanted to write books, but I've been writing in a diary and a journal since I was 12 years old. So I just have always liked writing and I just feel like it's a great creative outlet. Um, and I didn't realize until 2017 that I wanted to be an author. And once I started writing, you know, books, I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I didn't take any formal training. So, you know, you get better each book I've yep, noticed. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I had to learn a lot of storytelling because, you know, there's certain character arcs and parts of a journey when you're writing fiction versus nonfiction. So it's been interesting. I've learned so much. All right. So, so is, uh, so the, so the three books that you have authored, so it's typically mm -hmm. in the fiction platform or uh, genre, excuse me? All of them. The first one was nonfiction and the second and third one were fiction. The last one, I, I kind of, you know, I got better. I've noticed in my style of writing, it was 60,000 words, which is a lot um, to fill up, you know, and it was all completely fiction and it was great developing the characters, you know, and having the plot twists and all of that. So that was fun. Nice, nice. And, uh, and, and how will someone find uh, uh, the three books? So uh, if you could, what are the titles of your three books and yeah. how will someone find them as well? All right, so first we've got Run, there. And second book, Project Passion. And third book, Psychic Serendipity. And they are all on Amazon, so you can do that. And then I occasionally do book signings and events as well. Okay, okay. Like, all right. Yeah. Uh, so um, did you self-publish or traditional publish? Self-publish. Self-publishing, self okay, all right. Yeah. How has that journey been for you? Uh, and I'm asking for myself on this yeah. on this because uh, I just did the self-publishing route as well. But uh, uh, anything that you would recommend to someone else who is aspiring to be an author, would you traditionally go? I mean, would you suggest going traditional or self-publishing? Why or why not? So I would say that depends on the person. If you are very determined and you're willing to put in the work, you know, as far as hiring an editor uh, and doing the layout yourself, you know, and all of those things where you're putting up all that upfront costs, you know, ordering yep. your books, you're the one promoting yourself, you're the one booking uh, book signing events, if you can handle that, then go, you know, you can go non traditional, but if you're the kind of person who just wants to write and then let someone else sell it and promote it, then, you know, try to go the traditional which is a lot harder, you know, um, a lot of places require you to have an agent at this point. You can't just submit a book. So for example, I tried submitting to Hallmark <laughs> because I wanted my last book to be made into a Hallmark Christmas movie and Hallmark doesn't accept open-end um, submission. Okay. You need an agent to get in that little, you know, back door, so to speak. So, okay. 
and, that, and that's uh, that's actually really helpful information. Uh, uh, a lot of times people are asked, um, you know, traditional versus uh, self-publishing. But to be honest, it really varies on the on the person, whether or not it's like you said, if they're willing to do the work on the back end or on the uh, on the front end. Uh, uh, in a lot of cases, because you're you're uh, dishing out your own money. Yes. But, you know, realizing uh, uh, what are your assets and what aren't your assets, I think will be a really, really good thing for each author as they're trying to uh, uh, figure out the best way to go um, uh, in this avenue. And it's 2022. So the traditional route and the way that things were uh, set up uh, to go uh, before, you don't have to follow those same paths anymore, but you're going to have to do a lot of that work and legwork on your own. Yeah. And you're able to open up a lot more opportunities for yourself, too, if you're asking the right questions, if you're connecting with the right people, and if yeah. you're learning the right things. Correct, correct. And, and hiring the right editor, I learned, is also very important because you don't want typos, you know, in your books that yeah. are being published. You know, my first book, I didn't, you know, the editor, I was going for more budget. So I had a budget editor and there are, you know, typos. Whereas the third bucket was like flawless and it was worth it, you know? So that's a learning curve as well. I, I agree, man. Do not, I, I didn't skip on, on, uh, on the editing uh, portion of it. So, uh, you know, a lot of times that, that's one of the, that's going to be one of the more expensive calls that you're going to yeah. have to pay up front. But when you look at it, it's a body of work that's going to represent you. And the last thing you want to be doing is 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 cringing like, oh, my gosh, how did I leave that in yeah. there? So you know yeah. I mean? don't skip the editor. If you're no, interested no, in no. the author, do not skip. Yeah. Do not skip the editor. Do not. Yeah. They, they are worth their weight in gold. I mean, just, yeah, it's a lot of work for them. So I didn't realize that. Well, let me see. I know you're in the Albany area now. Did you grow up in the Albany area or are you uh, from uh, this area? Yeah. So I, I went to Mahanison. So the Rotterdam area, I'm worse connected <laughs> than Albany. Um, nice. Yeah. I'm a local girl, 518, the whole, my whole life. Sorry. Nice. Nice. Oh, oh I, I know Mahanison very well. I worked in ah. Schenectady for a very, very long time. Okay. Uh, but okay. And, and, and like the, the beauty of here is that, you know, I always highlight the capital district area, mm -hmm. Albany, Troy, Schenectady, you know, Saratoga, Rensselaer, you know, so uh, yeah. So you are all encompassing in that. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, what was life like for you growing up in the capital district area? Uh, I mean, I, I felt in out of place <laughs> yeah. in my high school. Um, I kind of went my own way. I, I would just lock myself in my room and and draw. And I was voted most creative in high school, you know. Um, you know, just walked a different path. I wasn't with the jocks or anything, you know. So I, I guess it was, you know, it's small. You know, Rotterdam is a small fish yeah. <laughs> kind of area. Yeah, so I blossomed out of that. Okay, okay. All right. And uh, uh, would you say that uh, growing, up, uh, growing up in the Rotterdam area, is that how you got exposed? Because I know one of, one of your other passions is, is, is being a pinup model. Yeah. But when I first met you, you were dressed up as uh, 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 Wonder Woman. Yeah. So uh, how did you get into uh, 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 that, uh, that form of modeling? How did you get into to comics? How did you get into um uh well I, I guess I probably know the answer to that too as a creative you, yeah. you might like to to, to to get in there but but how uh, how did you uh become interested in uh, uh becoming a, a pinup model 
how did that lead to you doing work uh, as uh, dressing and performing as different uh, heroes? Yeah. Heroes. <laughs> uh, so the pinup modeling, that started about 2006. Uh, I just, I've always loved Betty Page and Marilyn Monroe and that whole glamorous 1950s look. And so there was nothing like that around here, you know, back in 2006, when I first started it, it was more of a California kind of thing. You know, it wasn't very upstate New York at all, um, or even in this whole area, you know. Um, So I hired a photographer, had him, I got my own, you know, wigs and costumes and had him take my pictures. And then from there, I just fell in love with that whole pinup makeover, that transformation, um, you know, going from just everyday woman into a classic pinup model. So mm-hmm. I started doing photo shoots for women and helping them transform and have that same experience. Uh, that started in 2007. And nice. that's when my photography career began. And for me, it's helpful to have the, you know, I know what it's like on both sides of the camera. So I know what it's like to be in front of the lens and behind the head, the lens. So I'm able to coach, you know, I call them the deer in the headlights models, you know, where they show up, they're just so nervous and uh, I'm able to get them out of their heads because I know what it's like to be on the other side. Yeah, I, I think that definitely has to offer you some unique perspective, yeah. being able to know what a good, what a good shot is going to look like, right? yeah. being able to say. Trust me on this one. I promise you, this is the money shot. Trust me here. So, uh, yeah, I can imagine that that offers you uh, not only uh, credibility in what you're doing, but it also gives you another vantage point because you know what it's like on the other side of the lens. And now you're also creating these uh, uh, happy moments and experiences for people who want to see themselves in that light as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Okay. I know I've done okay. my job when the woman is like crying, looking at her pictures and she's like, thank you for making me feel so beautiful. So that that's just such a rewarding experience for me. And I also photograph men too, though. So, you know, I, yeah, I've yeah. men or women. <laughs> that's, that, listen, that, that, that's where I say uh, it is. Uh, it is a uh, space. Photography is big. My best friend, I think one of his uh, sons, uh, really wants to get into photography. And we were uh, uh, up at his house a couple of months ago and I, I happened to take a picture with him uh, uh, um, outside outside by the pool. And uh, I'm just like, his son was just moving and he it was like a natural fit for him. I was like, yo, you might want to get him in photography. Yeah. Uh, I could see yeah. him. Uh, uh, and he said, really? I can never see that. But sure enough, his son was actually interested in, in modeling. And it was just like, so from there, he uh, he's now trying to get him more exposure to that. And he just bought him his first camera. Oh, that's, that's exciting. Oh, I love that. You know, when the passions just blossom naturally. Mm. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Let me see. Let me see what oh, I got yeah, on here. What we got next? <laughs> Let me see. Because like I said, it was so many, it was so many that I, I, I wanted to go into, but um, I'm going to hit you with this one. Um, because like I said, uh, I'm a foodie. Uh, I, I was I was talking to Lorraine off air and I said, listen, I, I couldn't wait to get uh, to talk about you as a baker as well, because that's one of the hats that you wear. And if I could get rid of some of my sweets and some of my bread. I'll be the slimmest guy in the world. But I can't because I love it so much. So please tell me more about uh, how you got involved in uh, becoming a baker. How did uh, uh, how was how did that become one of your passions? on top of of film, on top of photography, (laughs) on top of mommyhood. How did we get into uh, being a baker? 
So baking started with Betty's and uh, Betty's is in the 1950s. People would say, oh, she's a real Betty. It means she's a real Betty, a beautiful woman is what it was slang for in the 1950s. So I wanted something that had that 1950s pinup vibe. And that's how I got the name. Uh, that started in 2009. So it started Betty's Cakes in 2009. And that's when I became a baker. Um, again, I just <laughs> went into a full steam ahead. No professional training on baking or, <laughs> or, or owning a food business. So, you know, it's trial by fire. But uh, I've been doing that since 2009. And I love cupcakes because they're, you know, little bite-sized treats. And I have so many flavor variations that I can play with. So it's fun and kids. And I, I made it a tree nut free uh, bakery because I also have a tree nut bakery or a tree nut allergy. So it's good to have a place where kids like, you know, that grew up like me feel safe eating the cupcakes. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And, 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 and where are you located at uh, 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 for that one? Uh, did you say it was a food truck? I had two food trucks. Yeah. But um, I, again, learning by a trial by fire. <laughs> so I started with, um, that's actually how it all started with the double decker bus uh, from London. So a legit like double decker bus from London bought off eBay. Mm. <laughs> had the whole thing wrapped um, in pink and it was a mobile uh, restaurant basically. But right. uh, you know, you learn things like I needed a CDL and a <laughs> just to drive it. And there was a lot involved in that. So the buses are no longer, I've uh, pared it down to just doing special orders and wholesale and that kind of thing and pop-up events at this okay. point. Yeah. All in the capital district. Okay. Good, good, good. Well, like I said, make because uh um, I'm literally a foodie. I love to eat. And if you make anything that is red velvet, I, I promise you, I love it already in advance because I don't know what it is about red velvet, but mm. red velvet is my thing. And, mm. and, and I'm, and, and, and I'm hoping you make, uh, something in red velvet already. Cause now I'm getting hungry. As I'm sitting here talking to you. But you say that because I've actually won awards for my red velvet cake. So mm. my red velvet cupcakes are the number one seller. That's like what I'm known for. Um, and I actually filmed a pilot episode uh, called Baking with Baby, where I give away my prized red velvet, um, you know, recipes. So if you want to tune in, you can see that that's on YouTube, but it's Baking nice. with Baby. And I decided it was a good idea to bake with a nine month old baby and, mm. uh, film it <laughs> so yeah how did that go i can i can imagine the baby wanting to eat uh, uh everything while you were still mixing it all up oh yeah yeah i mean that's what i would have did i would have been doing the same thing so. yeah no i mean the baby couldn't stand up at nine months really oh. he was knocking over flour and you know i've got seven cameras on me and like you know just covered in flour and you, you roll with it because you've got the camera crew there for a certain amount of time so you just have to roll with it it was interesting <laughs> okay. okay let me see let me see you touched on something earlier when you said i know you grew up uh you went to school at, uh in rotterdam in the mahanasen uh, uh area but um during your schooling um i know you said uh you also kept to yourself a lot did yeah. you have did you have a mentor. I always focus in on mentorship because I think that uh, mentorship is an undervalued area that a lot of people don't take advantage of, but really it's the most valuable too. But um, when you were growing up or you were going through high school, did you have a mentor? Uh, if so, how impactful was that mentor on you developing and becoming this creative 
Or if not, what kind of impact do you think a mentor would have had? Yes, I did not have a mentor. Um, I, w- I wish I would have. I mean, you know, it would have been great. I My art teacher was, you know, encouraging, but it wasn't a mentor. Um, so in high school, yeah, my art teacher was like, wow, you're really talented, but not a mentor. A mentor would have been amazing because then I probably could have figured out so many things, you know, um, the right way instead of, you know, just jumping off and like figuring it out on my own. <laughs> it, w- it would have saved, yeah, some trials and tribulations probably. <laughs> so I, in turn, try to mentor people now um, because I, I recognize how powerful that can be. Absolutely. Nice. Yeah. And, and it really is. It's really unfortunate that um, we always go after or we look for, you know, well, are you paying me or, or, yeah. or you, know, you know, job shadowing, mentors, mm-hmm. those type of opportunities have always been really, really impactful for me mm-hmm. uh, because I might not get it up front, but I'm thinking for the long term It's like, you know, if I can gain these skills, these experiences, this know how you know, it'll, it'll stop me from going through some of my pitfalls later and, you know, and I can learn vicariously through them instead of having to, to, to make those head on mistakes sometimes. Right. But, Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. But, uh, so I know pinup modeling is different, um, than, uh, uh, actually, uh, dressing up uh, uh, as different characters. I don't know what the right word is for that. So if you see me fidgeting yeah. around this, Lorraine, it's because I don't know uh, uh, what the right words are for it, but I know recently, you know, I, I, I've seen you dressed up as um, several different people. And I know when I met you in person, I was just like, you know, I didn't know this was a thing until my friend put me onto Comic-Con. Uh-huh. And I was just like, you know, so so what would it be called when you are uh, dressing up as as these different uh, actresses uh, uh, that play in the movies? What, what what would that be called? It's called cosplay. And don't feel bad because I didn't know what it was called either. So I, I recently got into cosplay. So it's basically costume play, cosplay, costume dress up. Um, but it's called cosplay. So it's where you dress up as a character in a costume and you kind of embody that character. So I just started that in 2018. I didn't know what it was either. Mm. You know, before that, it was only been up. And this week alone, I think I've been three characters already. I've been Harley Quinn, Wonder Woman. And yes, um, yeah, yesterday I was Megara from Hercules, the Disney movie. So yeah, it's a thing. Listen, listen. So, so now I know it's called cosplay. Cosplay, so I- yeah. Yeah, when I started saying it earlier, I, I thought it was underneath the pinup modeling, but obviously it's not. So now I know it has its own area, and I know the name of it. So it's called cosplay because cosplay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, cosplay, cosplay, cosplay. Okay, okay. yeah, tomato, okay. tomato. <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. But yeah, I think that um, and when I first met you there at the MVP arena, I had my my two youngest with me. And as soon as we got out the car, uh, we got to see Spider-Man or Miles Morales. And, you know, I, I was trying to explain that, uh, one, you know, as an adult now myself, a lot of adults uh, forget to tap into their own creativity. They forget to tap into the fact that, you know, it was those dreams, those ideas, that creativeness that we had as a kid that we still have to find ways to get out as adults. Um, and I think that's one of the, sh- the biggest 
uh, shortcomings as adults, we think that we're supposed to lose this kid side of us. So I love to see uh, uh, individuals who uh, like yourself who are doing cosplay, um, who are just as excited as the younger uh, kids who will come in there because I didn't learn until uh, a Comic-Con that there's more adults there than kids. I, I thought oh. that before that, kids, but no. I mean, I, I'm a special guest at the Saratoga Comic-Con twice a year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's people anywhere from 10 to 90. It's so diverse. It's amazing. <laughs> and it's a very accepting community. Yeah. Um, you know, people don't judge, which is what I, I really love about the whole mm-hmm. cosplay community. Nice. Yeah. Nice. How, how, how has that, I know you said you just recently got into it, but, uh, uh, it, was that a space as a creative that you always wanted to get involved in? Uh, but yeah, how has it been, uh, this week alone, you had three different characters. How has your space been? Yeah. In, in, in that? It, it's great. I mean, I'm now at the point where I'm booked as a special guest, you know, for cons, for comic cons and, uh, different events like that. I'm also getting bookings to be, you know, like a Marilyn Monroe impersonator kind of model. So it, it's great. I'm seeing all these different avenues, uh, which are opening new doors that I never even counted on, you know? Nice. Let me see. Yeah. You got to get your questions. <laughs> uh, um, do you give yourself permission to change? It almost seems like I know where you, you might go with, with this answer because you have several uh, different hats. But, uh, you know, as a boss, as a, as a woman who's involved in all of these different aspects, do you give yourself permission to change? Why and why not? How does that look for you? Uh, yes, absolutely. I give myself permission to change. Um, I, you know, you can't put it in a box and life will definitely, you know, go its own path. So I feel like if I was too structured, I would have missed so many opportunities you know, if, if I, cause I mean, I, I was in high school thinking I was going to be an animator for Walt Disney, you know, mm-hmm. so I've definitely given myself to permission to evolve over life is more the way I look at it and grow like a, like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly is how okay. I see it. Okay. Hey, well, uh, uh, that, uh, the process, the metamorphosis uh, is a very, very uh, hard process, but it's a necessary process. It is, yeah. Uh, in order to figure out, you know, what we, uh, uh, who we want to identify with, how we want to uh, view ourselves, you got to go through the hard processes mm-hmm. uh, uh, just like that. So that uh, metaphor of, or that that uh, metamorphosis changing from uh, a caterpillar to a butterfly is all encompassing of all of your experiences that are going to make you into that butterfly. Yes, exactly. And have grace with yourself, you know, give yourself Mm -hmm. grace and yeah, go with it. That is a word I have struggled with uh, for for so long and Mm -hmm. I'm still struggling with now, but I'm a lot better with it now. Um, And um, uh, my old pastor used to tell me this all the time. He used to say, Hey Ty, he says, you know, God's grace uh, is is given freely uh, uh, to anyone and everyone. I was like, you mean to tell me someone can be doing less amount of work than I am to try to help everybody and they still get the same grace? And just like you said, yeah, I, said, I don't like how this is. I don't like how this is. But um, understanding to give, uh, to give uh, others grace, you also have to first to extend it to yourself. So to say, you know, I may have said that, you know, I wanted to be a chef, mm-hmm. but 
you know, things have changed. I no longer want to be a chef. And now I have to give myself permission to be able to do that. But I got to give myself grace that I'm going to constantly involve. So what it is that I want to do, how I want to be involved, is going to change too. Exactly. And you can fail and still get back up and do it over again. Give yourself that grace to try again. You know, look at Addison, right? <laughs> what was it? 10,000 tries or something. So yep. yeah, give yourself grace. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Um, ooh. Ooh. Oh, this this one here is, I want to get a chance to tap into the younger, uh, the younger Lorraine. So okay. I always uh, ask this question. Uh, it sounds weird coming out because uh, you're speaking in third person, but uh, thinking of the younger version of Lorraine, um, mm -hmm. what is something you wish, uh, uh, what is something you wish someone would have told uh, your younger self now that you, uh, now that you're older, now that you've gone through experiences, now that you've matured, what is something do you think the younger version of you needed to hear? Uh patience <laughs> probably have patience Lorraine you know um you can't rush it yeah have patience I think would have been nice and to not try to fit in a box you know it's okay not to be that nine to five girl it's okay to be the artist the creative you know spontaneous um because you know I, I guess I the younger me thought I had to have that white picket fence dream Yep. And a nine to five job and the, you know, the house, the husband, blah, 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 you know, mm. but it's okay. You don't need to, you don't have to be in a box. So I think that would have been a good okay. lesson for younger Lorraine to know. Okay. Yeah. I, and I actually, you know, that's, a, uh, I think that's a lesson that all of us are still figuring out too. You know I mean? This idea of confining ourselves to one particular way of thought mm -hmm. uh, now in, in 2022, where there's so many more, entrepreneurs, I mean, during COVID alone, the boom or the exodus from people leaving their, their traditional jobs to, to totally invest in themselves mm -hmm. uh, are uh, uh, such high numbers that uh, they've never been at before. But being able to say, you know, I'm, I want to do what it is that I'm passionate about. I want to do what it is that I love. I want to work for myself. I want to build for myself. And I think we have those spaces a lot more now. And it's not frowned upon as much uh, when you come to the table and say, well, you know what? I don't want the traditional white picket uh, fence uh, anymore. And you're like, well, what do you mean? It's like, well, I don't. Actually, I want my fence to be brown. And, yeah. you know, I want a giraffe in there. And then I want a pool in there. And then, you know, so. <laughs> Absolutely. And quality of life. You know, I think a, a lot of people learn, you know, like I'm not going to spend an hour a day commuting to work. No, I'm going to work for myself at home. Yeah. Nice. 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 That actually, I'm glad you just said quality of life. That leads me to my next question. How do you maintain a healthy work-life balance between being a mom, between being a mompreneur? Yeah. You know I mean, and all your different hats. How do you maintain a healthy work-life balance? Yes. Uh, so time alone, like I will take my time to meditate and a hot Epsom salt bath. I go to the gym pretty much daily. Um, running, I consider the washing machine of my mind. So while I'm running, it's like, it's therapeutic, you know? Um, so a lot of, you know, self-care and self-love and just time to reflect meditation. I swear by, I, it's, it's totally helped me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you mentioned something. What, 
what was it called? You just started doing or practicing, was it Reiki? Oh, Reiki, yes. So Reiki. I got I got certified in Reiki in 2014 uh, because What's I that? wanted to understand how our thoughts and energy can affect us. Hmm. So it, it's kind of, it's all energy-based, you know? So it's the theory of like attracts like, and, you know, if you're so negative, it's going to eat at you and it causes mm-hmm. dis-ease, so disease. Um, so I, I was fascinated and I got certified in Reiki. Yeah. Nice. Uh, sounds, it sounds like just on uh, first, first thought, it sounds like the law of attraction uh, yeah. or, or, or the secret. Uh, it sounds like, you know, what you put out in the world is the energy that you'll be bringing back. Uh, towards yourself as well and understanding that that energy does exist yes completely that's exactly what it's like yeah so I've learned to harness that in my own life and I call it manifesting you know Mm. so yeah what is it they have uh what is the word it's not manifesting Mm, it's like mantras Uh, it's it's kind of like speaking uh, speaking into existence what it is that you want there's a yeah. word for it though. Well, mantra is one of it. It's more of a, okay. like a mantra is a statement, like I am fierce, you know, or whatever, okay. you know, it's yep. more of a statement. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I have a, a friend of mine who lives in Charlotte, North Carolina, and she's big on it. And then she, she's used to being in the music. So she always uh, uh, puts it into a really, really catchy uh, a mantra and mm-hmm. I, and I always love them. So, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. as a person who gives herself permission to change yes. um i can imagine that this answer for you may have changed over time too but i'm gonna hit you with it uh either way yeah. um how do you define success if you were to define success for you how would you define success what does it look like success for me would be happiness like, am I fulfilled? Am I happy? How is my quality of life? You know, if those pieces of the puzzle fit in, I feel successful. Um, for me, it's not about the financial game. It, again, it's, it's more like, am I happy? You know, that's always my question. Does this make me happy? How does this make me feel? You mm-hmm. know, am I in alignment? So mm-hmm. if I feel like I'm in alignment, then I feel successful. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. All right. Listen, uh, once again, I think, that, I think that is, uh, something we take for granted. Uh, I think that we take it for granted. And so I appreciate your answer because, uh, being happy and being content, um, is very important, um, in a world where we live in a, what is it? A microwave society where we want what we want, what we want, what we want, what we want, what we want. Yeah. You know, but does it ever really give you that edifying happiness that you just yeah. uh, spoke? Yes. Mm. Ah, very, I've not heard that before. The microwave society. So it's kind mm. of like that whole instant gratification. Yes. Right? Okay. Gotcha. Oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And we want it when we want it. So, you know, I want it yesterday. I want it now. Give it to mm-hmm. me. Everything that we want isn't always in alignment with what it is that we need. Right. Right. Correct. Yeah. You have to walk yeah. that journey. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, let me see. Uh, coming from the Schenectady area or uh, Rotterdam, uh, and you can choose any place, Albany, Schenectady, Troy, Rotterdam, uh, wherever. What is your favorite place to visit in the Capital District and why? 
Oh, in the capital district. Um, I mean, I love Saratoga uh, because that's where I started my cupcake business and just the liveliness of Broadway. Um, it's very beautiful. It's very scenic. There's a lot of great photo shoot spots, which are yep. important to me. Um, and that's actually where I was shooting yesterday. So in Congress mm -hmm. Park, um, it's just so beautiful, you know, with the, there, like yesterday I was shooting in Congress Park with Greek columns that were just gorgeous in a water fountain and, you know, it's beautiful. So yeah. I would say Saratoga. Okay. okay. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that is a really good choice. Uh, Saratoga is a really good choice. And, um, whew, Saratoga has, it's a school not too far away from there, which was actually going to be my first choice when I was going to undergrad. Why am I drawing the blink right now? Oh, Skidmore. Is that what you're going to say? Skidmore. Yeah. Great, Skidmore. great arts yep. school. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Skid, uh, I fell in love when I went to Skidmore's campus. It just felt so comfortable. It felt so uh, uh, at home. And I was just like, it wasn't until I realized the cost of Skidmore that I was just like, I can't afford Skidmore. And I need to go find me another home. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it led me to the to, to the greatest who I like to say in the world is Johnson C. Smith for HBCU in Charlotte, North Carolina. But my first my first one I fell in love with was Skidmore. Was okay. Skidmore. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And let me see. As a mompreneur and entrepreneur, um, do you feel like entrepreneurship is something that should be taught in middle schools and high schools? Why or why not? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, kids, you know, just learning how to manage budgets and that it's okay to start your own company and how to, you know, hire and get employees and work ethic. Yeah. None of those things are taught, you know, and it's so important. We shouldn't have to figure it out on our own or, you know, have to learn that in college with business courses. It should come early on. I mean, kids are, you can start a job, you know, your own business. What there's 10 year olds with YouTube. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It should be taught in, in middle school. Yeah. Okay. All right. Listen, uh, my final question for you is, um, what are, uh, what are the best ways let me see. Do I want this to be my final question for you? Hold Ooh, on a I second. Know. It, might, it might not be my final All question. Right. You, you uh, I might have one before that. Um, but uh, next question is, uh, uh, one, how does everyone find uh, a you, Lorraine? Uh, there's several different hats that you're actually wearing. And, you know, I'm sure the viewers who are going to watch this are going to be able to identify with one of those hats. Yeah. But uh, you have the Dial Face Studios. Uh, you have pin up, uh, what, please here, here's your chance to drop it yes. all into the interview. Yes. What are the best ways of finding out about what you're involved in yes. and, and how to get to you? How do we access you, Lorraine? Yes. So I'm most act, uh, active on Instagram, which is the handle at pin up makeover. Uh, and that's where I post behind the scenes from my photo shoots, mm -hmm. uh, from my life as an entrepreneur, you know, from being a mom. Uh, an author, all of that. So that's the most active. Um, I've also recently joined TikTok, <laughs> which is also Pin Up Makeover. And then my YouTube channel, which is also Pin Up Makeover. So Pin Up Makeover is the handle for all three of those. Uh, but if they want cupcakes, my award-winning red velvets, they go to Betty's Treats, 
com or Betty Streets, the Instagram handle as well. And then if they want photography, <laughs> they go to Dull Face Studios NY, which is Instagram, Facebook, all that, and my website. Nice. nice. So it depends on what they're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> And, 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 and that's why uh, that's why I wanted to uh, to put it out there because uh, there's so uh, there's so many different ways to to get involved with you and to stay involved with what you're going on. And I've found being in this space that sometimes it's just a matter of being able to put you in in front of the right people, right? right? And for people to be able to find find you because there's an audience, there's a tribe for all of us, mm -hmm. right? And it's like well, sometimes I don't even I didn't know that Lorraine existed, so I didn't know you were an author three times over who also took her first book and turned it into a short film. And just yeah. like, you know, we need to know more about uh, you and be able to find you, which is why I wanted to, uh, to throw that one in there. Mm -hmm. And um, how has it been uh, uh, doing a short film for you? Because I know that it, it touches on photography, but yeah. filmography goes a little bit more in depth and more involved with uh, live. Uh, so how has yeah. How was that experience for you? I'll, I'll, I'll end it off uh, talking about how your first book became yeah. your first short film and we'll, yeah. we'll dive into it. So that was a phenomenal experience, being able to turn my words and my book into a short film uh, and trying to convey all of that knowledge and that emotion and just like a five minute movie basically. Um, and what I didn't know is you don't have to enter these film competitions with a lot of money invested. I think I spent maybe $50. Um, mm. So I just used an iPhone. We filmed, we got the shots and then we edited it down, submitted it to film festivals and I ended up winning an award. <laughs> so if there's something you want to do and you think, oh, I can't afford that. No, I mean, there's ways around it, you know? Um, so if people are aspiring filmmakers, go for it. You start out with film festivals, you just pay the submission fee and you get access to all of this. And to have that, you know, title, you know, on your resume, like award-winning filmmaker, it's going to open some doors. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. nice. So, okay. Yeah. I want people to know that, like, because I thought, oh my God, I can't afford to make a short film. Well, yes, you can. Do you have an iPhone? Yes. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, I'm I'm glad you just said that because like I said you don't need a huge budget. No. You know, you don't have massive resources, but as long as you have that uh, uh, creative spark, mm -hmm. you know, that's what you need. Be resourceful with what you got. You know, I I have a friend who started a, a company called Earn Your Leisure, and you know, it's really big all over the place, and they're and they're talking about finances and all of these spaces and avenues. But it started with a device. Just as simple as the iPhone. Yeah. You know, just like, so take the resources. I like that you just said that. Take the resources that you have available to you, utilize them, and allow those to be your mouthpiece. Yes. Yes. And if I may, like, don't give yourself excuses, you know? <laughs> Instead of saying, oh, I can't afford that. No, find a way. Like, you know, don't put that ex excuse in front of you to stop you from creating or following your path. Nice. Go for it. Okay, boom. And uh, oh. as we do the mic, as we do the mic drop, uh, <laughs> I, I want to say, uh, Lorraine, uh, thank you very much uh, for being a guest on the back community. Um, uh, I'm really impressed with, uh, with all of the avenues that you're actually uh, that you have your hands in and, and you're involved in from photography to filmography to being a baker to being a mom to 
uh, being an author, you know, uh, and I really think that it's in, uh, uh, it's important to highlight uh, uh, those of us who are actually doing those unique things on a day-to-day basis. So thank you for being a guest on the Back Community, and I, I can't wait to get your story out to the people. Right? Thank you for having me, everyone. And we're going to give you some red velvets. I need you yes! to try my award-winning yes! red velvets. Yes. So, yes. Yes. Next time I'm in town, we'll make it happen. Okay, we'll make it happen. Okay, but thank you again for your time. All right, you're totally welcome. I'll see you next time. Okay, bye everyone. Bye-bye.